Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we're very lucky to be joined by two broadcasting legends. Yes. Uh, it was Whispering Bob Harris and Danny Baker. They're touring at the moment, their backstage pass tour. Tell you some great old stories. Yeah, Life on the road were the world's top bands. And uh, they were on good form. We squeezed a bit of football in. And Danny actually learned things about Bobby didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had Tim Vickery on, South American correspondent. Again, he had some very good stories for us from that part of the world. We had a bit of a chat. Oh, yes, we Covered did. some Quite ground, as chats, always. Yeah. And, well, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. Mm. I had this thought last night that when Ben Folks was out LBW, yeah. did the umpire do an impersonation of Porky Pig and just go, that's all, folks. That's all. <laughs> it would be brilliant, wouldn't it? it? But it but it would be quite tempting, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would tempting. be very tempting, yeah. And uh, that's an amazing story about Robert Milkins, the snooker player, who had a bit too much to <clears throat> drink. Uh, yeah. He's known as the Milkman, but I don't think he was drinking semi-skinned. I don't think he was. No, semi-skilled. Maybe. Brandy. Semi-skilled? The semi-skilled. Semi-skilled milk. <laughs> semi-skilled. <Yeah. laughs> What the happened? words just aren't coming, are they? It's really? ridiculous, yeah. isn't it? It's an odd one. I'll it's give you that one, yeah. on the old semi-skilled milk. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you mentioned Bob Harris then. <clears throat> I was telling you, I, was, I followed Bob on Instagram and yeah. he, he was celebrating the fact that they just sold their old Volvo. That yeah, it's sold. a great advert for the Swedish car brand, of course. Well it? done with yeah. tabloid the source. Yeah, that's there. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't say Volvo twice. No, that's right. Uh, 273,316 miles on the clock. Wow. Wow. Which is incredible, really. Didn't our old mate Tom Watt, he would buy a fine German Saab. vehicles. No, he was a Saab Was it Saab? Man, oh, yeah. okay, well, mm. good. But he would, he would. I remember him telling us he had a quite a spectacular amount of miles on one of those yeah, as well. The, yeah, Swedish the thing. It may be, yeah, Swedish, uh, could well be. So uh, do you want miles on the clock, Andy, do you? Well, why not? People can beat that. Okay. Yeah, that's right, good. Well, fair enough. 273,000. I know. That is impressive. I'll take it out of service. <laughs> yeah, actually. actually, you've got to look after them to get that sort of mileage out of it. Very impressive. All right, then yeah. go on then. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine, tweet to TSHNJ. I'm not sure Newcastle co owner Amanda Staveley knows that much about football. She says uh, she's talking about Eddie Howe and she said he's had the most incredible run of success. They've won four out of five games, they haven't won the Champions League. <laughs> oh, incredible well, run of success. I mean where they were, I would no, argue no, that they, is they, an they, incredible. Been, they've success. gone on a good run, but yes. it's not an incredible run. 
of success. No, okay. Uh, Jonathan Grounds fired Exeter into automatic promotion places last night. Adrian Durham, of course, popped round after the game. He loves to go round the ground. He does, Logan. Yes, that's much. right. Bill, Bill Still for playing the tomorrow's birthday spreads. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see? Um, what else are I going to say? Oh yeah. They, they, Kirtley Ambrose has been commentating on the cricket mm. and uh, Butch was talking to him about, you know, basically various things that happened in his career. Yeah. And then he mentioned his spell of seven for one. I'd kind of forgotten it. So, God. of course, I went down mm. the old YouTube rabbit hole and had a look. And Seven for seven one? Seven for one against a top Australian lineup. It wasn't really? just like a rubbish team. It was, mm. it was in Australia at the Wacker. What a spell of bowling. God, the bloke was brilliant. Fantastic. Amazing. I'll, go and, I'll go and check that out. It does ring a, a faint bell, but I will go and check that out mm. just to see it. Yeah. Yeah, but some of the shots yesterday, I mean, mm. I think to John, our producer, Crawley, Zach Crawley, used his bat like a scythe. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sure, who's taught this bloke to bat like that with a edge of the bat pointing to the bowler? It it's was a bit of a shocker, wasn't it? Shot. It was the very, very much the worst. Thank God for Johnny Bearstone, really. Mm, yeah, we'll be discussing so well, that very yeah. shortly. Neil Manthorpe will be keeping us updated throughout the afternoon we'll pop in and look at some of the highlights of day one and um, also law changes and you've been telling me they're making a load of changes to the laws of cricket yeah man cadding is now acceptable which is the process of basically uh, when the batsman backs up too far and he's out of his crease yeah. bowler stops and, and being takes run the out of the non-striker's yeah. end that's and right which is, it's kind yeah. of morally frowned upon it's just not done is it but mm. more and more players have been doing it and yeah. so so I suppose it focuses the mind of those people who are backing up, doesn't it, really? But uh, what, what do you think about it? Good yeah, or bad? I think it's good. I think it's a legitimate dismissal. Yeah. I never knew why it was such a terrible thing. It's cheating by the batsman to steal too much ground. Also, the idea that they've got rid of the well, idea... You can't do it in baseball, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't call that a man cat. Just no. someone's trying to steal can, the bases. But you can get the bloke out, yeah, so yeah, it's course. allowable. Yeah. And also, crossing while the ball is in the air has been... Uh, change so right. if a batsman hits a skyer the batsman coming in has to face the next ball so the previously the the bowler didn't get the reward of facing the the new the new batsman yeah. so i think that's a fair enough uh, yeah 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 well, yeah and i was saying to you i was hit the great ball yesterday by Jaden seals to get rid of uh johnny and uh, not johnny but ben stokes tremendous mm. uh, but i was thinking it's such a shame that colin croft has retired what a great opening partnership they would be well one for fans of west coast well, music bob, of the see, bob harris if he's listening bob now harris, he'll be, he'll he'll be laughing one. at that <laughs> seals and croft there we are go and look them up kids yeah, they, they did exist back yeah. in the day yeah marvelous so um oh, go on then mars on the clock can you beat bob harris's two hundred and seventy-three thousand miles me doing this show oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um we'll also be chatting to alex harrop he's the director of the psg academy in england very interesting piece in today's telegraph talking about their plans for world domination they're doing an awful lot commercially around the world just opened a shop in uh, in new york and uh, the, the, of course the brand is growing you spend the kind of money on the sort of players mm. they do but academies lots and lots of academies all over the world quite a few uh, in uh, in britain as well as we said one in caffili opened uh, a couple of months back they've got them all over uh, well, i think the all UK. these clubs you know whatever you think about british yeah. the, the the youth system he put in there has really paid off for Chelsea. And I think a lot of clubs look at this and think, sure. you know, don't want to be spending 200 million every time on a player. It'd be quite nice to produce some of our oh, own. In a country, you know, they're, they're, they're admitting it. We're looking for the next Bale, the next Ramsey, they say. And, you know, they could well be there in those setups. They want to get uh, first mm. dibs on those. And obviously, there is a there is a glamour to being part of the, 
PSG Academy, isn't there? But it'd be interesting we'll to see how they we'll see how they get on tonight. Work all the yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're going to talk about the game later on. There's so much the domino effect of this yeah. match tonight, which could see either one of the managers almost certainly lose their job off the back of yeah, losing absolutely. it. And one of those uh, managers in Pochettino potentially taking yeah, over from Ancelotti. jobs. Yeah, I mean, it's bonkers. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. And after uh, the first over of the day, England are 272 for six. Mark yeah. Butcher there and Steve Armisen bringing the first mm. over of the day. And, uh, yeah, good start. Got some runs because, you know, you're always a little bit susceptible first over when you've oh, had yeah. a knock like Johnny yeah. Bairstow did yesterday. But... Put some runs on the ball, which is fantastic. So um, it's live over on TalkSport 2, live and exclusive, of course, the whole tour. This is day two, just getting underway. Uh, we'll have regular updates. Neil Manthorpe will be with us if it's uh, wickets or significant moments in the game. And uh, we'll keep a very close eye on it for you. I know Andy will keep a close eye on it for you. Almost certainly I over will. the next two hours, I'll say, Andy, <laughs> Andy. And went, oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's definitely going to happen once it's or twice. That's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, though, Andy, is there anything else you want to discuss? I don't know if you and uh, Charlie, I'm sure you must have discussed this yesterday, the fact that the World Pasty Championships in Cornwall were won by a bloke from Devon. You know, we didn't... You know what? Surprisingly with uh, Charlie, we, we, we didn't get... We didn't get round to it. Well, I'm surprised. I thought he would have a T-shirt with the bloke's name on it. And oh, really? I think a nice big pasty, but he oh. didn't. Oh, well, fair enough. Well done to him. It was the, I think we've covered this before, the 10th Annual World Championships. Took place at Eden Projects mm. and... Uh, Eden Project. And have you been to the Eden Project? I can't say I have, actually. Is it nice? Yeah, it's good, yeah. Oh. When they, years ago, if, if you like plants... 
You'll like it. If you like if you if you like being quite damp and warm, you'll like it. Because obviously, you know, it's a bit like I told you years ago I went to the ice hockey and we turned up with the, the kids and the missus and it was a summer day. And uh, we're all sitting there watching games. Oh, it's a bit cold in here, isn't it? We hadn't really thought it through. <laughs> no. We turned up in T-shirts. So, again, the Eden Project, considering it's a kind of bit of a tropical, some parts of it got mm. a bit of a tropical vibe, nice. you will get a little bit damp and a little bit hot. Well, no, a bit like Kew Gardens. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, but it, it's, it's, it's very impressive. And uh, you know, if you saw Prince Harry uh, wearing a cowboy hat, no, I didn't. I think I would have remembered that. Where was this? <laughs> not, not at the Eden Project. <laughs> no, that's all too. Yes, he was it? at the. Uh, he went to a rodeo. Oh, did he? Or rodeo. Rodeo? Rodeo. Was it his first rodeo? Rodeo. Yeah. I think it I'm is. I'm having trouble with the words today. I am <laughs> It's Rodeo Drive. I think it's a rodeo. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he went without Megan. you ever Megan. been to a rodeo, Ed? I can't say I have. Okay, I've been to a couple. Is it good? Yeah, it's all right. If you I like used that to kind like, of quite, thing. I used to like it. It used to be on sort of Eurosport or the other one, View Sport. Yeah, 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 yeah. Went to old... Cody, Wyoming, mm. I went to one. Buffalo mm. Bill country. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> why not? Meg's yeah. good friend and biographer, Omid Scobie Breezley, my favourite, <laughs> okay. tweeted a picture of the prince saying he was living his best American life. He's really annoying, isn't he, Omid Scobie Breezley? Oh, I don't know who Omid Scobie Breezley is. He's Megan's friend who basically... He's their voice. Is that is his there... name? Omid Scobie Breezley? No, Omid Scobie. Oh, okay, fair. You just added, you've made it a bit more <laughs> yeah, sport. He was named it? after the legendary, legendary Australian jockey. jockey. Yeah, that's uh, nice. He's highly you. unlikely. Nice uh, this letter fascinated me. His son, lovely son, Waste of Ink here. Yes. Uh, Alan Watts from Essex wrote in, when will Emmerdale's Mina Jutler get her comeuppance? Well, that's, <laughs> what honestly, would you write to a national paper about a storyline in a soap I've opera? I've barely slept. Have you? <laughs> I've just been sitting there thinking, when will she get her comeuppance? Her storyline drags on and on and is frustratingly boring. Mm. It doesn't make for good television, says Alan. Oh, okay. Well, don't watch it then. That's, you know, they, has he not watched the soap before? You know, it's how long they... <laughs> hang something out for when there's a storyline building you know will he or won't he well he will but probably in about six months time <laughs> normally on Christmas day <laughs> in the first of a two-parter that's the way they tend to do these things and this it? bloke called Nobby wrote to the Daily Star but I think this is dance because it's so Birmingham City this oh, yeah. text he said it's great to have Taylor and Chong on loan how Taylor isn't playing in the Premier and Chong reminds me of Eusebio with his directness wow. well I don't for Birmingham then as for Rashford he wouldn't get in the Birmingham team Wow, so we want him on loan. He's looking for a new challenge. <laughs> exactly. St Andrews, I mean, that's the way to go. And we may Brilliant. be discussing that this week, but um, they've decided to retire One Direction from Madame to Swords. Yes. I mean, they normally have it's quite... It's a sort of sign of the times for them, isn't it? Well, yeah, no, they've, they've not been a band for a long time, have they? Really, they've not know, existed as a band. Aren't, and normally, they, aren't they legendary? Well, I, yeah, but I mean, you know, they are. To, they're not the Beatles, but they are legendary to know, an they extent. They might have outsold sold the Beatles, I think. I really? I think have you, so. Have you got any evidence for that? <laughs> no. <laughs> just, just, I seem to remember reading it It's somewhere. almost like we don't need Bob Harris and Danny Baker <laughs> think, to come on I later I think Alan on. Watts from Essex wrote in about yeah, it. Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> what with that and uh, Emma Dow, he's, he's in a right state. Look, you could well be right. I'd I be, don't I'd be I very am. surprised. I, I'd be absolutely amazed if I'm right. But they normally do because it's, you know, it's... Can I use that <laughs> I word zeitgeist? I somebody who doesn't question me. Uh, to, <laughs> I just, yeah, Andy, you're almost certainly right. That's, that's how Mike Parry got into so much trouble, though, because no one picked him. I saw on Mike it. on the way to Everton Spurs on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. On Monday night, rather. He went with a great deal of hope. Uh, yes, really. he always does travel. He wasn't hope. in one of the executive boxes, topless, swinging his shirt in the air, was he? Or no. does he only save that for certain <laughs> games? Yeah. Um, anyway, 
um, Madame Tussauds One Direction, they've taken it down. And oh no, they come nowhere near the Beatles in terms of sales. Okay, so you're... 36 million, Beatles sold 600 million. You're Mr. Clickbait, you are. <laughs> no. One Direction was so much better than uh, 03717. No need to write it. Um, yeah, so they've taken them down, but fans have been asking, of the band, have been asking for body parts. Yeah. Uh, Surely of, just the heads. Well, you would think it's just the heads because I reckon they reuse Harry bodies. Styles left arm. Well, this is the thing. I mean, they they must just <laughs> you know it's outfits, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they used to have a thing called the Chamber of Horrors, and yeah. you know you you hate to think this is true, but it's quite possible uh, Harry Styles' head could have been put on Doctor Crippen's body. I mean, we got no evidence. You could it wear was, Harry Styles' arm when you're playing football and then handle it, and the ref goes handball and you just hand him Harry Styles' arm. It's not me, ref. I never touched it. Okay, <laughs> you can contact Harry Styles in in LA. That's, well, that's an interesting idea. Well, that's an interesting thought. It, Bring it, you've got to, to take to the field, though, Andy, with yeah. uh, a fake wax arm. <laughs> I did, and I think really. in the last You Are the Ref I saw, <laughs> that's a yellow card offence. Not good, really. Um, oh, blimey, that's not... Well, we saw the first over, but there's not been a great deal oh, since. No. Just John Norman keeping us updated throughout the afternoon. And uh, we're looking at some of the Barmy Army, uh, where their brollies up and their uh, hoods up, because, uh, John, they're off for rain after two overs. Yes, maybe England will escape with a draw after all. <laughs> oh, that sky looks evil. They've just done a big wide shot here on the TV. Yeah, it's not but the wind's good. blowing. It should blow over. Yeah, let's hope it'll blow over. Well, exactly. The wind was a bit of a factor yesterday, and even more so today. It's really whipping along. And um, the Sir Vivian Richards Stadium is slap bang in the middle of the island and slap bang in the middle of nothing. Yeah, that's right. It's just grass mm. land all around it, so there's no protection from the wind itself. But that does mean that it'll blow the weather through as well. So uh, yeah, a little a little delay, um, but nothing terminal. We'll uh, we'll get bags of play over on Talksport too. Johnny Bairstow is still there, 113. Chris Wokes 26. Uh, so that's his average. He's hit his average. Uh, he was dropped first ball, or certainly was dropped when he was uh, yet to get off the mark. Uh, tough chance to Jason Holder's right, but I've seen him catch those before. So uh, yep, England uh, battling back. 48 for four at uh, one stage yesterday. 274 for six, uh, but we just got a, a little short. Uh, rain delay but I'm sure that's nothing basically just ask Steve Harmison one question and he'll talk for half an hour and, you, and we'll be back out there <laughs> <laughs> good stuff John thanks very much uh, yep yeah, 2.74 for 6 we'll be back to the guys when play gets underway yeah. Okay. Um, anything else you want to discuss? Oh no! The reason I brought this up was we may oh, discuss yeah. what happens to the the footballers' heads, because a number of players have been there in Madame Tussauds over the years, and I don't know. Is there a period where they melt the heads down, or do they keep them? No, they in never, some sort we, of we heard this last time. They, they never melt the heads down. They keep the heads. They do melt the bodies. I think. Yeah. You know, I mean, you never know when somebody's going to come back into the news or, you know, you're never quite sure. I think you? David Beckham's still there, isn't he? I can't believe they've melted him know. down. I mean, I wonder what they would... We'll try and find out. We're going to have a chat with them, find out who they're kind of long-standing... I imagine there's mm. a, a Bobby Moore 66 one that, that, that oh, yeah. perseveres, doesn't it? I would think there's probably still in there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Um, uh, Danny Baker and Bob Harris are back out on the road mm. with uh, their backstage pass. They did some gigs uh, a while back. Obviously, things affected by the pandemic, but the, dead, uh, the dates have been rescheduled, mm-hmm. and uh, they are yeah, they're, they're going to be out on the road throughout uh, this month, April and May. We're very pleased to say they join us now. Good afternoon, guys. 
Good afternoon, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Indeed. Yes. yes. We're, uh, we're about four dates into, well, like Bob Dylan's never-ending tour. Come yeah. to a town near you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. Although I must say, sorry, Bob, uh, uh, so far we, we've done Stevenage and we did uh, Cheltenham and... Uh, uh, the other night we were in Aylesbury, and they're all within like ten miles of each other. So we could have just gone door to door around here. We don't we need to go north and south, but that's where we are. Good afternoon, Bob. Yeah. By the way, yes. Good afternoon, Daddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you have you have you have you knocked up a no sleep till Cardiff T-shirt, uh, Bob? Is <laughs> was that the plan? <laughs> we, we, I, I don't we, mind. We're, we're making better. some uh, we're making some special laminates. Oh, nice. uh, for people. So that when they come to the gigs, they've got a sort of memory of the. Uh, the the moment, but also the the laminates themselves contain content so that they can, we can add to that content at any point after they buy their laminate. So, you know, Danny does a lot of writing. Obviously, I do a bit of writing. We can add content to the laminates. So when people come to the gigs, they can get themselves a, a laminate as a as a memento. This is the a, first time I'm hearing evening. of this, and I'm very excited <laughs> by it. <laughs> You're telling me there's more work involved, Bob. That's not what I was here yeah, for. Yeah, I think so, Daddy. But it is, we're having an absolute ball. We, we were thrown together by Robert Plant and Led Zeppelin. It's one of the stories we tell in it, because between Bob and I, we figured out, and this is absolutely true, if not terrifying, we have 100 years. I've been doing this racket 42 years, we've been around rock and roll and what we might call popular media that long. Bob, of course, has been five times that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, between us, we have that, and we were on stage telling stories of Dylan and the Sex Pistols and all four Beatles the other night, because we're not telling opinions or nostalgia. We were in the room with these people and all the stuff we couldn't ever say at the time. We tell you now what it's like to knock around with Bob Marley and Bowie and Sheik and all of that. And every night we make it up and we, yeah, we're two, we're two gentlemen who are having a ball. Yeah. Did yeah, your paths cross on the road, Bob? I mean, uh, did you, did you, I mean, obviously you'd be out there doing stuff for Whistle Test, Danny, be out there for NME and, and, and beyond. So did yeah. you, your paths cross when you were out on the road with, with bands over the years? Not, not way back in, in the 70s. I, I'm sort of before Danny's time. Mm. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> obviously since the 90s, really, mm. uh, we were both on a radio station in London called GLR, mm. which I you know, absolutely love being there. Yeah. Uh, so Danny and I first got to know one another in the 90s, so we've been friends ever since. Yeah, it, yeah but it, it's a, an extraordinarily, these are the sort of things that, you know, old heads like us, and I dare say you gentlemen as well, when you're sitting around uh, with the microphones off and you start telling these stories and say, oh, you know, uh, I'll tell you about Mick Jagger. I was with Jagger once and you start telling, and so now we're in a post-rock age, I believe, or, you know, uh, the sort of indiscretions don't matter anymore. Bob and I got together at this uh, very small festival. He's very good to ask me to join him at this uh, uh it's a very small festival uh, tool two and a half years ago now we had uh, you were a bit nervous first bob and you said what are we going to do i said i mean terrific because i i tour on my own and we just went out there and i hopefully tore the place up and uh, i told i told the story of how i was in led zeppelin for 35 minutes didn't I, bob? <laughs> and i was yes. i really no, yeah. but i really 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 was you know none of these things are conjecture it's all true and i had no idea but that robert plant was in the audience and he came to, bob knows robert very well only a little bit and uh he said, I really enjoyed that. You should tour it. And and here we are. Oh, and brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just need to interject quickly because life support uh, gets in the way. Uh, there has been a wicket, unfortunately, over in Antigua. John Norman. Yeah, 285 for seven out England. And what a bowler uh, they've got in Jaden Seals. He took two deli- wickets yesterday with pitched-up deliveries that swung. This one, though, 
was short. At Wokes, who does have a weakness against a short ball. Uh, Wokes trying to defend the ball, but he got big on him, took the gloves, and uh, the wicketkeeper, De Silva, did the rest. So a third wicket now for Seals. Wokes goes for 28. Bairstow's still there with 122, but England now 285 for seven. Thanks very much, Sean. Uh, Danny Baker and Bob Preeze, what I said at the start of the show. Yes, for Bob, because he's the only person in that. Apart from me, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yes. Seals, I said, it's a shame that Colin Croft had retired. What a marvellous opening partnership they would have he been. He was doing Seals and Croft material. <laughs> yes. Oh. You know, Mr Zeitgeist. I can't help but feel partially responsible for bamboozling audiences with uh, obscure references from pop and rock history. Danny <laughs> Kelly, of course, now is a master at it. But in my time, I, I could do a bit of that. Seals and Crofts. The, for people yeah. who don't know, you may be familiar with the Isley Brothers' Summer yeah. Breeze. Yeah. That was originally a song by Seals and Crofts. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't Indeed. as good as many of yeah. those things. Can yeah. I just cut across and ask Bob something? Because mm. I know Bob used to play football for the Showbiz 11s and all that. Did you ever play cricket, Bob? You strike me as somebody who would have played cricket, did you? I did a little bit. And there, 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 there was a, um, a lovely sort of charity cricket group called the Bumberies, yes. I think they were called. Mm. Who was in that? Um, David English. And they had a, an annual charity cricket match at uh, Cranley. I think it was Cranley Hall, mm. uh, presided over by Eric Clapton. Mm. And Eric used oh, to, cool. to play. And he used to bat against people like John Snow and uh, you know the, some of the great fast bowlers because it was a sort of pro celebrity oh. event. And I always used to be absolutely terrified that you know John Snow would 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 bowl a ball which, as your reporter just said, would get big on him yeah. uh, and would break <laughs> a finger or something. And I was thinking, you know, what would happen to Eric Clapton's career if John Snow broke his fingers? You know? I, I played but, in one of uh, those games, and Bill Wyman fielded at slips. He smoked the whole time. Yeah. He he, when he had a bowl, yes. he would mark out. He would mark his bowler's run up with fag ash. I did quite a few of those, um, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, back in the 80s, particularly the uh, celebrity football ones. Mm. And uh, pros hate it. They hate the celebrities in it. And I remember Martin <laughs> Chivers, you used to look it up. Martin Chivers was on the other side and he kept kicking me right up in the air all the way through it. And, he, you know, welcome to the game, welcome to the game. When you see those ones and the actual footballers uh, are against the so-called celebs, it's a thin field, that's why I was out there. But I never think, I ain't going to play no more of these. But I did, I played my very last, I think, competitive football match against the EastEnders in Southwark Park, oh. EastEnders 11, all the camera crew and all of that. And a penalty in the 80th minute I volunteered to take which would have given us an 8-7 victory. And it was the most feeble thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Took it, it was saved. And I walked straight off that pitch there and then into the changing room and sat down and realised, Dan, it's all gone. And I don't like <laughs> that. Honestly, it was my last my last game, people know Pele's last game, they know Gaza's last game. My last last game was against the EastEnders. Oh. And I walked off into the sunset. <laughs> uh, there has been another wicket. We have oh, to go back to Antigua. Oh, it's, no. the old, it's a collapso, as we like to say. Uh, John Norman. As well. Uh, second wicket for uh, Jaden Seals in three deliveries. Uh, this one just flicked to Bonner at short leg. Good catch, actually, close to the wicket. Came off the face of Overton's bat. Uh, he would have thought it would have whistled to the boundary. No, it went straight to the fielder. So England lost two in three balls. Two, eight, five for eight. Uh, Jones, we'll have a quick word on your club loves before we let you go. Bob, uh, Manchester United, tough times. Uh, the club's leaking like a sieve. There's story after story every day about Ronaldo or Harry Maguire. Results not going great. So not the best of times to be a United fan at the moment. 
No, and I think actually that's probably one of the most worrying things of all, the fact that these stories are soaking out of United, aren't they? We're hearing every day of some discontent behind the scenes. You know, I, I know we're all so often referring back to Sir Alex Ferguson, but he was really big on this kind of stuff. You know, you know whatever happens within the club stays within the club. Well, that doesn't seem to be happening at the moment. And I Good. think that's one of the problems. The leakage there is awful, isn't it? It's really, really depressing. And, and Dee, I'm, 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 I'm rocked back on my heels here. I didn't know you were a Man United supporter. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I really didn't. Yeah, I think we just cancelled this tour on the <laughs> air. <laughs> yeah, no. Are you? Since Munich. I, I was 11 when Munich happened and I was yeah. so touched by it. The whole nation was, actually. Yeah, of course. But... And um, yeah, Bobby Charlton. I was a big Bobby Charlton fan. And I said, my love of United grew from there. Good yeah. grief. I must well, say, uh, Danny, I, I, yeah, I was remind, I'm reminded of you, um, this story that emerged this week, that Generation Z uh, have, yeah. Gen Z, they have no idea what a jelly deal is. They've never tried oh, it. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, about the time you were on fantasy football and we gave you, you very bravely yeah. ate jelly deals on national television. Well, but not, but I didn't very bravely. And this is bravely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought disgusting to me. <laughs> well, they may be, but, you know, I'd say 80% of the world's food until you dig your face in it. But I've always said I would never, you know, and of course... You'd, I, I, I eat them by the bowl for, but that's fine because it's more beer for the rest of us. If Gen Z don't want them, more for the rest of us. It might send the price down. You know what's going to happen? Sooner or later, Jamie Oliver's going to discover them and be selling them back to us at 50 quid a bowl. Let's enjoy them. Well, you know, the, 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 we still can. And Dan, the mighty Millwall, very quickly, they're threatening to get in the playoffs or, or oh, possibly even better, threatening aren't they? Is the words. No, please, yes. for the love of God, don't go, let us go anywhere near the playoffs. We're all right. We're all right. We're hanging around in mid-table, but we're, we're biblical. We have seven fat years and seven lean years. Uh, we're, due, we're, well overdue, we're well overdue a relegation, Mill. Well, it does us good. We don't want to go to the Premier League, some of the most miserable games I've ever seen. <laughs> we want to go down, and then we hang around for a season, and then you come up and you start winning games, and that's all you want. I don't care if we're knocking over Aston Villa or, or, or Rochdale. The point is you just want to go down and know you're any good. Look at poor old Fulham. Look at Paul. Thank God we only have to play them every other season. They'll be back down again. <laughs> they are. Yes. And Richard Osman last night, we're going to do well. No, you're not. <laughs> I said to Richard, I said, Richard, here's a word. Yo. In a year's time, come back and give me the other half of that word. <laughs> <laughs> That's <full> <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Well, look, lovely, anyway. lovely to talk to you both as always. Come and uh, see us, everyone. Yeah, yeah. It sounds good. Harrisonbaker.com is the website. All the dates are there. Link through to the tickets. The guys are going to be all around the country over the next couple of months. Uh, pleasure as always. Thanks for joining Thank us, guys. Thank you very much. And you, gentlemen. Thank you very all the best much. To you. More power to you. Cheers. There we are. This uh, whispering Bob Harris, Danny Baker, Harrison Baker's backstage That's part. Be a fun evening. Now with added football, yeah. of course. Now, uh, Danny knows that uh, Bob's a United fan, so he can poke him with sticks, I'm sure, as the yeah, season will. goes on. Or not. Or, or no, celebrate them getting top four. We'll see. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. That's some very exotic music. You get a cricket update and um, wrong part of the world. But we are going to, before we speak to Tim Vickery, uh, we are going to check in once again with John Norman uh, over in Antigua. John, what's happening? Uh, 311 for nine. So uh, England's still there. Johnny Bairstow, 140. Jack Leach has just uh, edged between uh, wicketkeeper and first slip with both fielders looking at each other to a raw of anger from Kamar Roach, who's bowled well again today. Without the reward, uh, England won't mind, though. 311 for nine. 
Thanks very much, John. Uh, yes, Tim Vickery is with us as always, our man in uh, South America. Good afternoon, Tim. Hello, very good afternoon to you. Um, you know that quite often I like I rage against the modern world and all its accoutrements. Mm. Uh, and you know, I, all I want really, I want to be, I want to pay in cash, right? And I want a human being to talk to. <laughs> and these are my legitimate demands, and I'm going to be holding the world to ransom until they're met. Mm. But on the other side of the equation, I just kind of switched on the, the laptop and so on. I can watch West Indies against England on YouTube. Wow. No, it, 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 wow. I can watch it for free just sitting here on, on, on YouTube. So I feel that, that kind of hate mail that I was about to send the modern world. I feel a little bit like, hello, mother, hello, father, you know, kindly disregard this letter. Yeah. But I suppose coherence is the last refuge of the, unim the unimaginative. Afternoon, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good afternoon. We're going to have to well, go back because the England innings... As you'll have seen on YouTube. ...is all over if you're still watching YouTube. <laughs> John Norman to confirm. Yeah, I'm a bit disappointed Tim Vickery didn't do this uh, wicked update, to be honest with you. Uh, it's <laughs> Bairstow's gone. England have been bowled out. 3-11. Brilliant catch from uh, Holder. He dropped Bairstow Ooh, earlier today. Dropped catch. one yesterday as well. This is uh, mm. a leading edge as Bairstow is trying to mm. play to the leg side, expansively so. And uh, Holder running around, square of the wicket on the offside. He got uh, disorientated, essentially, to where the ball was. Had to turn. Um, and almost catch this uh, falling backwards, but uh, got two hands to it, took the catch, and that is that. What an innings from Bairstow. Uh, he uh, walks off 140 to his name, and he is just proving what we've been saying for so long here. England needs somebody who's going to score the runs when Joe Root doesn't. Joe Root made 13 yesterday, and what's normally happened over the last couple of years is that England have bowled out for about 190. Bairstow stood up, he scored some runs, Back at number six, there's a batsman only, and it's made all the difference. England bowled out for 311. It's not the best catch Thank taken you, by a West Indian today, though. Did you see the catch in the women's game? Yes, it was fantastic, yeah. Now, Tim, onto the football, and um, you bring good news for Everton fans in a week when there's not been a great deal, but there is a kind of, yeah, there is an asterisk against that. Tell us more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a slight delay on my YouTube transmission. Otherwise, I would have beaten Spiny Norman to the punch. <laughs> yes, the good news for Everton is that they are going for glory. Wow. In South America's Champions League. That oh, may not be consolation no, on, in, in Liverpool. In. Everton from Chile, uh, the lovely seaside resort of, of Viña del Mar um, side. It was founded as so many clubs by uh, with a, a participation by English immigrants. And Liverpool was... The port of the empire, wasn't it? The port of uh, it was the port that had so much contact with uh, with with the Americas. So hence the name, uh, and uh, they're home and away uh, in this final qualifying round of the Libertadores, South America's Champions League. In their way, Estudiantes of Argentina, the team where the president is Juan Sebastian Verón, late of your parish. Mm. Fascinating thing about about Everton is uh, they got a coach. He's 33 years old, 33, uh, Francisco Menaghini. And he is a Bielsa boy. He's, he's from Argentina. Uh, and uh, he, he, when he was like 17 or something like that, he used to study with one of Marcelo Bielsa's daughters. And she found out that he was, he was football obsessed and she got him into contact with, with, with the great man. Uh, and uh, when he was in charge of Chile uh, a decade ago, he said, well, why don't you come up here and, and, and work on my coaching staff? <clears throat> so it's, uh, he, he has, he's given so many coaching careers a leg up in his time. And he's done that with Menegini. What Menegini has done, because when he's captain, he's 37. Barroso played, played with Messi for Argentina's under-20s all those years ago. So he's 33 and his captain is 37. And there are, there are other, other players there who are older than the, than the coaches. So what do you do? 
What do you do in that situation? You beard up, don't you? You you grow the beard to add on a few years to give you that sense of gravitas <laughs> hmm. that's uh, that, that's going to sway them in the dressing room. Uh, now, uh, Matty's asked the question. He's been in touch. He said, uh, Tim, how did the uh, uh, Christian Romero challenge on Richarlison go down in Brazil and indeed Argentina the other night? I wonder if it got much traction. I say traction because Richarlison could have ended up in traction. Really. <laughs> oh, it was a pretty savage old challenge, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. I haven't seen it get much traction in, in, in Brazil but it got lots in Argentina where it's almost been celebrated, you know, as, as, as it'll be an <laughs> NFT Andy. Oh yeah. absolutely. <laughs> that the ghost of Daniel Passarella is alive and well, mm. you know, you, you, you can't be a serious Argentine, Argentina center back without a little bit of a wild man streaking you. Can you? He put a shift in Richarlison the other night and when a lot of others didn't, but I often, every time I see him play in the flesh or even on TV, I think if you stayed on your feet there, you might have scored a goal. Every time he's on the ball, he's looking to go he's down. He's a funny player though. He's, when, he's, when he's up for it, when he's yeah. on, he's tremendous. But he he really does spend an awful lot of time on the floor, Tim. I think to his detriment yeah, sometimes as a player. This is one of the big vices of, of Brazilian football um, in recent years. It comes, I think, it come, w- one thing that's happened here is that the old spaces where people used to play informal football, you know, the old kickabouts that we grew mm. up on, a lot of those spaces have, have gone. They've been eaten up. Either they've just become too violent or they've been eaten up by uh, real estate speculation and so on. And, and so what happens now is... The kids often, they're growing up through futsal and there's always a referee there. Mm. And you can see this so clearly in, in Neymar, who's got a big, big afternoon ahead of him, isn't he? You know, with the, the game against Real Madrid later on. Yeah. Um, Neymar, you can see that he is not a street footballer in the way that Carlos Tevez is a street footballer. Because if you say Carlos Tevez, and I'm not saying Neymar is, 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 is not better than Carlos Tevez, because I think he is. But if, you, if you're like Carlos Tevez, you, you, you've grown up playing that informal football. And that means that when you're 12, you're playing against 15, 16 year olds because you're that good. You've got to learn to take care of yourself. And one of the things you do to take care of yourself is you don't go for the dribble until it matters. Mm. Whereas Neymar, he's grown up hothouse through futsal there's always the presence of the referee and his defense mechanism becomes the referee and there are times in Neymar's game when he's playing badly he drops deeper and deeper and deeper and he tries to provoke fouls and they're meaningless fouls but he wants to provoke them and then look at the referee and say look what's happening to me and so this this thing that that's happened in Brazilian football the decline of old style street the street game and getting them inside where there's always a presence of a referee Hmm. it means that so often they're looking for the protection of the referee or the decision of the referee rather than staying on their feet and getting getting on with the game. That's interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. no, completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, this time in two weeks, we'll be looking ahead to yet another uh, round or couple of rounds of uh, South American World Cup qualifiers. Oh, good. Hopefully the final ones, you'll tell us if not. Um, but um, Argentina have, have named 44 players, a reserve list of 44 players, Tim. Yeah, this is the last couple of rounds, with the exception of that Brazil-Argentina game that will have to be played somewhere, somehow, and no one knows quite how yet. Yeah, they've, they've reserved 44 players. They have the right to call up 44 players, including the four Premier League players, uh, and the three now and Lo Celso, who's left, who have a two-game suspension. So if, if, that, gets, if that suspension gets reversed, they can call on them. But the one of the interesting things here is they've called up a number of teenagers including one Alejandro Garnacho of Manchester United. And you're thinking, who? 
What on earth are they doing? <laughs> calling up the, the, the these teenagers that, who are not even household names in their own homes. There is an explanation, and I shall try and furnish it for you. Okay. Uh, Ar Argentina tanked at the end of 2000, 2001. It absolutely tanked. Now that the currency collapsed, there were there, there were changes of government. There were like three governments in one day, and, and and so on. And I remember going there a few months afterwards, and the country was in a real crisis. And it was just raining, and there were only two activities holding the country together: selling umbrellas and buying dollars. There was nothing else going on, you know. Lots of people at that time left the country. If you if you could get out, you did get out. And what's happening now is those people who got out then, they've had kids abroad who are qualified for Argentina, but also qualified for, for other countries. Like this fellow at Man United, Garnacho, he was born in, in, in Spain. So he would be qualified for Spain. He may well be qualified for, for England as well. So what Argentina are, are, are trying to do is they're trying to put down a marker with this young generation who are qualified for other countries as well. They're trying to say, these, these people are ours. Keep your hands off. We want them. Interesting stuff. Uh, good stuff. As always, Tim, we will catch up with you next week. All the best. Look forward to it. Cheers. Tim Vickery there. We'll leave him watching the cricket on uh, YouTube. Uh, <laughs> when uh, West Indies reply begins, um, it will be live ball by ball over on TalkSport 2 and John Norman will keep us in touch. 291 for 8, uh, England uh, finished on... Uh, no, it wasn't 311 yeah, for 9. I've lost the plot. I was looking at an old 311 all out. 311 all out, that's <laughs> yeah. right. So that would teach me a look at the screen as they're going through the yeah. replays. Yeah, thankfully more than that. A decent score, those in the know tell us. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's bring you the winner of the Clips of the Month for February. You did love Ali McQuest uh, with a bit of culinary advice for the Glasgow new boy, Aaron Ramsey. Best seafood in the world. And I think Aaron... My Celtic brother will like a bit of seafood. However, for a wee treat, he can have some haggis titties. I don't know if he's tried those yet. I don't know if he's actually tried those yet. We'll have to uh, get not. a message into Aaron Ramsey. Uh, that was 77% of you preferred that one. Thanks for everybody who voted. Um, we'll catch up with you, myself and Charlie Baker, tomorrow. Andy will be here for the birthday spread. Enjoy all the games tonight. Keep it talk sport. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. Uh, that was uh, the best of this afternoon show. Thanks also for all of you who voted for the clips of the month. I hope you're one one. We'll be doing it again uh, tomorrow. Charlie will be here. Andy, you'll be here for the birthday spread, of course. So do hope you can join us uh, live from one if possible. If not, the podcast will be available at around four o'clock. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.